Hey, hey, Granny Fannies, what's up? Welcome to episode number 30 of Granny Shot, your not-so-serious all-things-NBA pod. I'm Ryan Carroll. My co-hosts Don and Delco will be joining me here shortly. But first, let me give you a rundown on what we're going to be talking about today. First, we'll give you an update on the Granny Movie Showdown. We've got the three-seed Glory Road versus the six-seed Teen Wolf, as well as the two-seed Hoosiers and the seven-seed Juana Man. If you've been on our Instagram, at Granny Shot NBA, You've already voted on those movies. We've got the winners and the reactions there. Then we'll make our picks and our arguments for the upcoming matchup, which is the one seed White Men Can't Jump versus the eight seed Luck of the Irish and the four seed Blue Chips versus the five seed Like Mike. After that, we'll be talking about much of the news from the NBA over the past week. Will Marcus Aldridge retiring? Is he a Hall of Famer? Is he not? Who else is in that list teetering on the line of Hall of Fame possibilities? And then we'll dig into the injuries of the last week. Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, what sort of impacts are we going to see there? How does it have an effect on the playoff implications? Now, with that said, let's jump into it with the Granny Quiz question of the week. The question is, name the two Hall of Fame players whose playing career started after 1980 to average 10 or less points per game. As always, we'll reveal the answers at the end of the episode. Yo, yo, Don, how goes it? What's up, Ryan? It's uh, just you and me in here, you know. Late scratch from Delco. I know in the intro I said I, I was getting ready to welcome him, but not this week. It's just Team Don versus Team Carol this week. He's like uh, Chris Stapp Porzingis. Like when you're playing fantasy, he's just like, you know, he should play. And then he's like, nah, he's going to rest. He's got to... <laughs> little ankle injury he's always he's always goes through the pregame warm-ups yeah. and then he's like no you know my my little toe hurts i'm out i'm out tonight yeah that might have been me and we love you we love you delco yeah can't wait to have you back next week all right so uh quiz question how you feeling about that i was a little worried at first uh i think it should be doable for some reason i i stuttered i think i know one now that i like kind of had time to digest it I think the other one might be a little tricky, but I feel good about one for sure. Yeah. And, and you understand the full question. So it's after anyone that started their career after 1980, that averaged less than 10 points per game. And that's in the hall of fame. Yeah. There's yeah. two, there's two guys. Yeah. I, yeah. Ah, 10 is such a tricky number because like some of the guys you think about, you're like, God, I feel like this, they would have averaged more than 10 points, but maybe not. I will say that one of the guys, one of the answers, the only reason that he's below 10 is he played until he was quite old mm. and his average dropped off a lot in the back half of his career. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. So, it, it, yeah, it, it'll come as a surprise that his career average is below 10. I think most people will think it was probably higher because his prime it was. Gotcha. Okay. So the reason that I brought that question up was because of the news of Aldridge retiring, which we'll we'll dig into towards the end. But first, let's get into uh, the the granny movie showdown. So, Don, I'm not sure how you voted here, but the first matchup was Glory Road versus Teen Wolf. What were you thinking? This one, I I went with Glory Road. I just there's something about Teen Wolf that doesn't sit well with Don. And it's uh, so ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's pretty absurd. <laughs> and Glory Road, when I saw it. Uh, it, you know, it wasn't that bad. It's not, it's not going to win. You know, it's not the best basketball movie out there, but for the time in our lives that it was made and it has some relevance to today's world. So 
I thought I thought it was pretty good, you know. It's a watchable movie, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. So Teen Wolf, I haven't seen it in a long time. I intended to watch it this week, but I just didn't have time and I knew that I was voting Glory Road regardless. So what I do remember of Teen Wolf was that it was somewhat entertaining, but it was so absurd. And I can't vote for it over Glory Road. I also picked Glory Road. And I think I share the similar sentiments to you on Glory Road. I think it could have been a lot better. I think it had the chance to be like the Remember the Titans of the of basketball. Yeah. But they they missed on, in that sense. Um, you know, it, it was fine. It was good. But I think it could have been a lot better. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And it is hard to to go against Denzel and remember the Titans. I mean, what a great movie that was. But wasn't there. I thought this was the weakest matchup in regards to the, the championship tournament. The weakest of all of them? Yeah. Like, really? Yeah, there weren't like like neither of those movies I'm very like I'm big on. Like I think, uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's not necessarily that one was so much better than the other. You just don't Correct. think either are that good. Yeah. Because like, yeah. I was gonna say Space Jam won one hundred percent to zero last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a little tilted. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh I guess I'll Delco would normally be the one that revealed the votes here, but he did text us right beforehand to let us know who won, since he does manage that on our Instagram. Give us a follow at Granny Shot NBA. Glory Road did win. 72% of the vote went to Glory Road, so really not that close. As expected, the three seed moves on, and they will face the winner of the other matchup, which was Hoosiers, the two seed, and Joanna Mann, the seven seed. Now, Joanna Mann was called out on our Instagram multiple times as a sleeper. Don, were you on the sleeper train? I've been on that. I've been born on the sleeper train. I that's the one movie I think I've watched. I think I've watched it more than any other on that list. And we'll get to like Mike later in episodes. I think it was like Juana Man, like Mike, and Space Jam were my big three. But Juana Man is just so it's so good. It's it's amazing. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite to win it all. I mean, I'm gonna vote it till it dies. So. Juana Man, yeah, another one that I haven't seen in a while. But I, I do love the movie. It's it's funny you know like it's it's legitimately funny yeah and it's just a very highly entertaining movie if you like basketball at all um but what about hoosiers are you a hoosiers guy like because there's there's like people that think yeah. hoosiers is the basketball movie you know if you like like going back to remember the titans remember the titans is the football movie people think that hoosiers is the basketball movie yeah they're and just they're wrong just I, so so wrong yeah all right, so this is weird because I'm agreeing with you a lot. But yeah, Hoosiers is highly overrated. Like, yeah. highly overrated. And I did watch Hoosiers this week to just remind myself about it. And I've got, I mean, I've got multiple critiques. But but my main one is that this whole time, like in the movie, they're like acting like the the coach is like this incredible coach. And what I'm watching and I'm thinking about is they suck at the beginning. They're not good. And... The parents are pissed. The town's pissed. But then all of a sudden they get good. But it's not because he's necessarily a good coach. It's because that guy, Jimmy, joins the team. <laughs> and so, like, they're they're like, oh, you know, the coach, like, you should stay now. And it's like, well, like, is he even a good coach? Like, they started getting good immediately when Jimmy joined. Like, maybe it's just Jimmy. You yeah. know? I, mean, he's, he, he's I don't no even think Air he's Bud. a good coach. Yeah, he's no Airbud coach. He could he could have used Airbud on his team before Jimmy joined. He, he needed that spark. Airbud was training Jimmy 
and then Jimmy joined. <laughs> yeah, back in the 50s as the original <laughs> Airbud. That's right. Yeah. I actually, since Airbud came up, ever since I watched Airbud last week, I keep getting all these, you know, recommended for you on Google TV. And Air Buddies is popping up where it's like four Airbud puppies. So you're, you're right. Airbud and the dog across the street apparently yeah. had the hots for each other. They did what animals do when they're in love, and they created these beautiful little golden retriever puppies. Consensual. Consensual. Of course, yes. (laughs) And these beautiful little golden retriever puppies are now like a hit series, and it's ridiculous. But also, I I I just can't believe that Air Buds turned into this giant spectacle. You know, it's like this whole fucking series. I mean, the athletic genes, I'm not surprised. Who doesn't want to see that? I, w- I mean, I want to see it. I, I I was sitting there like, who the fuck would watch this? But then I ended up watching the entire trailer, so I was like, huh, <laughs> maybe I will tune into this someday. <laughs> All right, so I don't know how we circled back into Airbud. I guess it's just he's everyone just wants more Airbud. But uh, the the winner of Hoosiers versus Joanna Man, do you have a prediction here, Don? I mean, I just what do you got- think? What do you think the Granny Fannies did? They got to go with Joanna Man. I mean, A, Team Don is Joanna Man. And I mean, I voted for it. It better win. If it doesn't, I might cancel Granny. Are you just going to hang up on me right away? It's very possible. All right. So to play Glory Road in the next round, the winner of the Hoosiers versus Joanna Man matchup by a narrow 52 to 48% win is Joanna Man. Let's go. Let's go. So in a in a pretty big upset, the seven seed over the two seed wins by just a, a handful of votes. Fifty two to forty eight, Joanna Man wins. So they move on to the quarterfinals. Can't believe it. I guess I can. They deserve. They deserve Juana that. Man vote. It, it, no one wants Hoosiers up there. And if you haven't seen Joanna Man, like if you're voting for Hoosiers just because you haven't seen Joanna Man, you need to watch it because it's hilarious. It's yeah. Great. See, I I think I think another I didn't mention this before, but I think another thing of why hoosiers was high in the seating list is if you asked anyone above the age of like 50 what the best basketball movie is they're 99 of them are going to say hoosiers it's 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 such an old man movie you know where where they're like oh team basketball and make four passes before you shoot four passes before you shoot that was another thing that they were talking about in hoosiers where he was like you do not shoot the ball until you make four passes yeah, it's like, yeah, I remember in, that. In this, in theory, it's like okay, they're trying to teach him to pass the ball and stuff. But like, you know, what if you have like a fucking layup? You know, take yeah, the layup. This isn't 1940, Grandpa. Like, <laughs> get off your rocker, right? Right. People are fucking dunking and stuff now. Like, yeah, men are playing in the WNBA. Like, Joanna Man. Yeah, you know, Grandpa needs to grow up. He does. Yeah. Stop <laughs> soiling his pants and grow up. Yeah. It's kind of funny considering we're we're the grannies, but we're 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 like modern grannies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Adidas jumpsuit grannies. Oh yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Dude, we should sell Adidas granny gear for grannies. My grand my granny's in. Is she? She's, she's all for it. She's Team Don all the way. We'll put a little uh, Team yeah. Don patch on there. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. 
All right, so moving on to next week's matchups, they are going to be the one seed, White Men Can't Jump, versus the eight seed, Luck of the Irish, a Disney original movie there. And then the four seed, Blue Chips, versus the five seed, one of the movies that you just mentioned, Dan. Like Mike, any predictions for that matchup? Okay, so let's start with Like Mike. I mean, I got to give that an easy W. I think Like Mike is... Should have been a one or two seed. That movie that movie's fantastic. It's been I, I love like Mike. Like Mike's gonna be my pick here too, but a one seed's absurd. It's so good though. Make me like Mike. It's so good, man. And it was Lil Bow Wow before it was Bow Wow. Which is right. that's yeah. a rare form of Bow Wow, you know? Yeah. And then, what was the what was his little friend's name? It was the kid from Stuart Little, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> he looked like him if it wasn't. Yeah. And then, like, the the bully is, uh, he's in everything now. And, you know, like, the the guy that's, oh, like, in his yeah, teenager yeah. years, it's, like, a big bully to him. He's in so many things. I can't think of anything that he's in right now. But every time I see him, I'll always, like, say to my girl, I'm like, oh, dude, that's the guy from Like Mike. And yeah. He's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I think the And he one... plays, like, the same role. He plays, like, a dick douche in every movie. Yeah, he does. He has that face. He has a very punchable face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, man, I'll I'll take a punchable face if I can be in a bunch of movies and get paid millions for it. Give oh, me yeah. a fucking punchable face. Oh, yeah, easily. Oh, he was in Breaking Bad, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, yes, that's what... Yeah. Yes. And and so much other stuff, dude. He yeah. shoots that kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> If you're in the middle of watching Breaking Bad, Don just ruined it for yeah. everybody. That's that's what I remember from most recently. The other matchup I think is going to be really really close. I know it's I'm voting Lucky the Irish all the way. Oh Saying of the step. Saying of the step. Oh my god. Hear the Irish music <laughs> as I say that. Uh, I I only threw Lucky the Irish on here as a joke, and little did I know since we posted this on Instagram that. There's like a luck of the Irish cult following out there, dude. It's crazy. and my girlfriend's one of them. She's like loves this movie. Is like it's like it, it's terrible. I've watched it within the last six months, and it was the first time I ever watched it. So I didn't watch it when I was like, oh, see, that's, so I, don't that's ha- the problem. I don't have I don't have like a nostalgia factor for yeah, it at all. That, yeah, and it's 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 really bad. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> the kid's a fucking leprechaun. I watched and, like, it like that's the ago. basis of the movie. Yeah, he doesn't know he's a leprechaun, and then he gets turned into one. Uh, it's because you didn't watch it when you were younger, so you don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel a little left out, but it's not better than White Men Can't Jump, regardless. Yeah, I mean that's a strong that's a strong movie. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch that one again. It's been a while, but I think dude, I think that's that one a though classic dude. It's gonna be close. I think it's because there's there's that following for. And I, I'm probably going to vote for Lucky the Irish. I mean, like... No, it, you're not, dude. Watch wa- watch White Man Can't I'll watch it again. again. Yeah, and, I'll watch it and, again. And you'll swing. You'll swing your vote. All right. And anything about Blue Chips? I'm going to have to rewatch Blue Chips. It's been yeah. years. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you what that is about. Yeah. Plus, you're, you're already giving your vote there to like Mike Ricardo. Yeah, yeah. That's You don't even need to watch Blue that's Chips. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Granny Movie Showdown. That's going to end it for that little segment. Don't forget to go vote at granny shot nba on our instagram the voting will be live one day this week just keep an eye out for it on the story let's talk about some actual nba stories this week as we mentioned earlier aldridge is retiring 
a bit of a sad story there, kind of retiring out of the blue. He moves from the Spurs to the Nets, plays, I don't know, five games with the Nets. And now he's he's out, right? And I think it's a good decision for him. He doesn't want to take any risks, especially this late in his career. Yes, he was ring chasing, but, you know, it, you got to weigh the pros and cons there. Um, something that's been floating around in some articles out there that I think is interesting is, do you think Aldridge is a Hall of Famer? And I think it's an interesting question. I know I have my opinion, but I'm curious to hear yours first, and then I'll reply to you, Don. First and foremost, Aldridge had an really nice career with the Blazers and after he left he never in my opinion got it settled anywhere and not near the value he was performing with the Blazers so I think what's sad for me is like watching someone as talented as him uh, make that decision like you see athletes do all the time they make the decision to leave an organization and go somewhere else chasing for those rings and it just doesn't pan out and just you know with injuries obviously things get more difficult and the peak of his career will be remembered but it won't be in the Hall of Fame. I, I don't see how yeah. you tilt it there. Yeah. So I agree with you too. Um, I don't think he is a Hall of Famer. I don't think he did enough in the playoffs. And I I don't know that he was ever the best player on his own team. Yeah. You could yeah. make the argument, yes, he was on the Spurs, but I think you could you could easily make the argument that he wasn't too, right? It's like, yeah, DeRozan joined him for most of the time of the Spurs, if not all. I'd, I'd have to go back and check that and then you had the blazers where they kind of had a four-headed monster there with aldridge and wesley matthews and dame and robin what robin lopez and somebody else that i'm forgetting yeah i mean it's always uh, been but Dame. <laughs> but yeah. yeah 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 dame dame came in a little bit late I, I guess i guess aldridge was probably the best player on his team in his early years for the blazers but but still yeah i think you get my point right yeah um and then he joins the Nets, right? Obviously, only played a couple games there. But yeah, I, I think he's on the outside looking in from a Hall of Fame perspective. And it got me thinking about other people that are playing currently that if they were to retire, say, at the end of this year, who else is like right on that 50-50 dancing on that Hall of Fame line? And I'm going to just start going down a list. And one guy is actually not a current player, but he retired pretty recently. But it's one that I think is interesting. And that is Amari Stoudemire. Do you think Amari was a Hall of Famer? I don't. I liked Amari's game. I thought for where he existed in the NBA at that time, he was fantastic. I just don't think it translates to a Hall of Fame career. See, for me, I'm like, I would give Aldridge the Hall of Fame nod over Amari, so it's hard for me. Really? You yeah. give, you give Aldridge over Amari? Yeah, I would. I think it. I think it has to do with. I mean, the the times, right? The ages that they played in, and like the competition level then. Now, I just see the complete body of work being a little bit more stronger. If not, I mean, you could say equal. And then, in my opinion, I think it's stronger for Lamarcus personally, and especially from like a talent perspective. I think Lamarcus was better. And Amari had that. I mean, he had like the corner three. He had amazing dunks, and he was like he was a very very good player. There's not enough weight when I think about those two players. Like, there's not enough weight on his, you know, his side of the scale to push him to a Hall of Fame nod over someone like Lamarcus. So, like, he's not an easy, you know, put the yes up for me. He's a, I don't, I'm leaning towards no. See, I'm, I'm, I'm higher on Amari than I am on Aldridge. Amari, how do I say this? I think Amari was more of a factor in 
transcending the game to what it is today. That best show on wood or whatever they used to call it back in the day when the Suns were running and gunning and scoring 120 plus points a game. Yeah. He was a huge part of that, right? And I think that because of that influence that that team had on the way that the game's played today, I think I think that should be factored in. And yes, Steve Nash was the guy that kind of turned that that team into what it was, but Amari was a huge factor in that and he was so good in the pick and roll, the pick and pop. His mid-range game was fire. Like, you know, his his mid-range jumper was was just all basically automatic. Yeah. Um he shot over 54% for his career and you know, he he his points per game totals were high and he had that one bad injury and if that didn't happen, it, you almost wonder how good he could have been because he was averaging 26 points per game as a 22-year-old. Yeah. So it, I know that doesn't matter when we're talking about the Hall of Fame, but I do have Amari over Lamarcus, but I don't have either of them in. Okay. So I think yeah. I think they're both below the line, but I think Amari's right there, and I think I think Aldridge like it's like a full tier below the line. I mean that makes sense. I I agree. Amari was a scoring machine. It's really hard to compare the two because one you have like a post up great mid-range shooter, got a three ball, and Amari was just explosion, explosion, and he had a nice three ball, right? Um, for all the yeah, but Amari that, didn't really shoot the three. The corner three. Not really. I mean, maybe like a little bit, but def- not, not much. He he definitely shot the corner three. No. He, I mean, like maybe like a handful of times. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like he shot it. He <laughs> <laughs> shot it. Okay, I mean, like, yeah, he shot it in, like the same way that DeAndre Jordan has shot a three. Oh, I, no, 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 no. Not no, to that extent. No. That's a joke. But no, he's. I would never describe Amari as having a corner three. Flashbacks of, of PJ Tucker. The and, uh, I mean, Amari definitely had a nice little mid-range game, but it was more like the elbow mid-range jumpers that, yeah, were, the, the, that were splash. Yeah, yeah, the pop and flip, yeah. And, and and Lamarcus started hitting the three. Like Lamarcus, you know, he he was able to hit the three at one point in his career at, on the Blazers, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, he was a, he was a nice shooter. He was a better shooter than Amari from the outside, like from, yeah, yeah. from deep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, we're we're at the same understanding that that's for me. It's kind of like when you say two names or you say a name, and you're like, are they worthy of the Hall of Fame? You get an immediate yes or no in your mind, and it's like for both of them, it's like no. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're both on Amari's on the outside looking in. Uh, how about Blake Griffin? It's fun. It's funny you brought him up because I was going to compare his uh, Amari Sotomayor to Blake Griffin in regards to that. I mean, very similar players in my opinion, uh, especially at a younger age for Blake when he had more explosion and uh, his play off the pick and roll and um, even even the little mid range shot that he has. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. I think this is the highest player that I have. And maybe I'm just, I have the bar set too high. Possibly that, you know, that could just be me and my bias. But he's like, he's right there. I think he's like a centimeter below it. If he can win a championship with the Nets, I think he gets in. I think it's pretty bad. Like, oh, that's so cheap though. It's so, it's, I know it's so cheap, but it's, he he definitely transcended the game. I think he transcended the game more than Amari Stoudemire. Yeah, Lob City. Yeah. And yeah, I, I I I've got Blake in. Okay. Now I I hate I would hate it if the only reason he got in to most people was because he won with the Nets like that that part of like anyone's argument would really annoy me because the Nets are gonna win with or without Blake right well let me let me rephrase that the Nets aren't going to win because Blake Griffin's on the team you know like if he's if they could they could have very well won without him they could yeah. very well win with him but. 
Like, I don't want them giving, being like, yeah, you know, if he ends up winning a championship on the Nets that we're probably going to win even before he joined, then we'll let him in. I would hate that. But while I said all that, I think he's in regardless because I think we forget how good he was for the Clippers. I really do think a lot of people forget how good he was. I think he finished third in the MVP vote one year for the Clippers. They had that Lob City team. That team was really good. Now they fucked up in the playoffs multiple times, but that team was really, really good. And I know a lot of people point to Chris Paul and say it was because Chris Paul was on the team. And yes, that's a fair point. But I still think Blake was a was a transcendent player. And you can't forget about the dunks. right? Yeah, and the yeah, dunks yeah. are just awesome. And dunking is a part of the game. And it's an excitement factor that people love. And the dunk contest is a event that people used to love. And he really took it to another level there for a couple of years. So... I think that does play a factor. I know it's not like actually on the game, like in the NBA games on the floor, but this isn't just an NBA Hall of Fame. It's the basketball Hall of Fame. It's everything should be factored in. Yeah, I, and I I agree with that. I just I have a hard time looking at the body of work in the past five six years. You know, that, I think that's the problem with me is that I look at his body of work. You know, he's been in the league since 2010, 11. He was with the Clippers for six, seven seasons, I think seven seasons with the Clippers. And that was his only good body of work. Like since then, he went to Detroit, not not good numbers. Uh, he had one good season, right? It was like half that season and then he got hurt and then he was out for God knows how long. So he was with the, the Pistons and now he's with the Nets. And it's like, since he left LA, he hasn't had anywhere close to a Hall of Fame play or career. And when he went to the Pistons, he was like 28 years old, which should be the peak of someone going into the NBA, you know, Hall of Yeah, Fame. and I think there are injury concerns too, right? I, I know, remember when he got traded from the Clippers to the Pistons, there was a lot of rumors that the Clippers might have felt like he was on the decline because of his knee issues and yeah. of that nature. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he, he's always had knee problems. He didn't even play his entire first season because of a knee issue. Yeah, yeah. And But for the body of work he put in with the Clippers, I mean, he was like right, right out the gate, right? I think his first season he was doing... Uh, he was averaging a double double, and like I think it was like twenty ten. He went twenty ten, twenty ten, and then yeah, every twenty two and twelve his first season in the NBA, yeah. and and that was pretty consistent with how he played every season for the Clippers. Yeah, and that's that's super strong, right? That's super strong. My question is though, if you go to look at Lamarcus's numbers, like are they going to be that much different? No, they're not, right. and that's a good point. But but Lamarcus didn't have that. I, I don't know how to describe it. He, he didn't have that superstar kind yeah, of yeah, I get mantra it. that Blake had for a little bit of yeah. time. And maybe that's not fair to LaMarcus because it's, you know, that's just how the media hypes people up. But I think it matters. And I, you know, I, I guess is the question that we're asking, are they going to get in or are they a Hall of Famer to you? To me, I think Blake gets in and I think he should get in. Yeah. So for me, I, yeah, so I'll answer it both ways. I, I think I think he does get in, and I'm not sure if he does deserve to get in. Because like, I, I agree. I mean, like it, it was true. I mean, the impact he had on the game, just from an entertainment standpoint, playing with Chris Paul. Yeah, that Ball, matters. Yeah, and it, it was like him and DeAndre Jordan and Chris Paul, like the lobs and the dunks, like that was so exciting for the game. Uh, especially, you know, it needed that spark too. Like coming out of the 2000s, there was a lot of question marks. The, the NBA needed the spark pretty much it did and that's a good yeah. point right like people I, like i love the spurs but the nba wasn't thriving when the spurs were doing great 
or yeah. when that Pistons team won it all, right? That was uh, look. I, I want the NBA to go back to that personally, but but yeah, it wasn't as exciting as it is to young kids today. And I think Blake was a transcendent piece in in making that what it was. All right, we've got a couple more that I'll run through. This is maybe my favorite one to talk about, and it's it's Iggy Andre Iguodala. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're gonna agree. I don't know. Maybe we won't agree. I feel like he deserves to get in, and I think he will get in. Okay, I, mean, I, I do agree with you. I think he yeah. should get in. But if you look at his stats, he doesn't really have a Hall of Fame stat line, which is why it's very interesting. You know, he got traded from Philly. If he doesn't, if he doesn't play for the Warriors, we're not even bringing him up. Like he's not even remotely in the conversation. But because he ended up playing on the Warriors and he ends up getting those championships, we're both saying that we think he's in. And his stats on the Warriors, he never averaged more than 10 points per game. Yeah, It's not like he was dishing out assists. His assist numbers were okay. And his rebounds were fine. But it's like, you know, he's not doing much in the box score. So he's kind of like this... He's a I, don't glue, even, I, don't, yeah. I don't... He's a glue guy. He's, he's a, a glue critical guy. glue yeah, guy yeah, on a championship yeah. team. Yeah, And I have a somewhat similar comparison to him, but I don't want to use it because it's going to get a giveaway for the granny quiz question of the week. But yeah, it sounds like we both think he's in. I think he's like the perfect 50, 50 guy where if you were to ask a bunch of people, they would not be so sure. I think it's for me, I'm pretty overwhelming. He gets in because I don't think the warriors win all those championships without him. The two. Yeah, I think. I mean, he, he he does have a Finals MVP, and I think yeah. because he has a Finals MVP, I think that's his his strongest case, right? For, that's, that's like for sure. the attribute that that gives it to him. But, but he's also like, I mean, he's just a defensive god. I mean, like he. Yeah, but like, but like, here's here's an example, right? Like, like Paul George probably wouldn't get in if his career ended today. Right. Maybe, maybe not. Right. Paul right. George is to me, without a doubt, unquestionably a better basketball player than Andre Iguodala. I agree. But yeah. I think that Andre Iguodala is ahead of him right now in the Hall of Fame conversation. Yeah, I mean, he has, yeah, I mean, he's got the championships, he's got the MVP. And there are multiple seasons where Andre was also averaging, like, just looking at some of his numbers, like, they're not fluff numbers. It's like 25 and 5, like 19, 5 and 5, 17, 6 and 5. And those are all with like two steals a game. Dude, he never averaged more than 20 points a game. No, it was yeah, no, it was nineteen point nine. So I just yeah. I rounded up. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Rounded up to twenty five from nineteen. No, no, no like twenty five and five. Like <laughs> okay, twenty okay. rebounds, five. Yeah, or, I or got twenty you. points. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. All right, but with all those stats too, it was like over one and a half steals a game. And I mean, he gets he's a, he's a cookie monster. Yeah, for which sure. is if you get all that, those cookies and then you're putting in some productive work on the glass and like with assists and then you're getting over 15 points a game. Like that's a complete, that's like the Batum of Portland that never continued. Remember like the Batum of our Hornets fans dreams. Yeah. I mean, that's what he was supposed to be, right? He's like that glue guy who gets points, rebounds, assists, a couple like, assists, a couple of rebounds, yeah. a couple points, yeah. you know, more than a couple of points, but yeah, I get your point. Um, but no, like, I guess, look, I think he's it, but my devil advocate argument is there's going to be a lot of people that don't get in that are, very clearly better basketball players you know what i mean like, i think that's i think that's okay though right because it doesn't matter how good you are on like it's a result it's a results driven yeah achievement in a way yeah which which is like i think that's like kind of debatable like and, and it goes back to kind of the argument of mvp most valuable player is it the most valuable player for their personal team is it the most valuable player in the league 
You know, like it's like, yeah, it's not really defined. Everyone kind of has their own little definition. And I think should someone be in the Hall of Fame has its own little definition to everybody, too. Yeah, well, it's like that. It's that common saying in boxing where it's like everyone's a champion when they're hitting the mitts. But then when they get in the ring, it's like, what does that performance look like? And what does that situational performance look like? With Iggy, it's like he may not be the best hitting the mitts, but on the floor, there's a lot of times I'd rather have him than Paul George. Like, yeah, that's fair. You know? No, I'm, I'm not going to argue anymore on Iggy because I was really just playing devil's advocate. I think he's going to yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I actually hope he gets in. Uh, he, he's glue guys deserve more praise. And so I want him to get in for sure. All right. Next guy. A lot of people would say this guy's irrelevant these days, although mm. he really hasn't been. Rajon Rondo. This one's tough, man. He's in. Yeah, I, he's in. got he's got to be in. Yeah. He's got the, he's got two rings now. He's got crazy like records for us from assist perspectives. Yeah, his assist numbers. He holds it's actually on of the list. He's the easiest one for me to say he's in. His yeah. Like that Celtics team was awesome. Everybody called it a big three, but it eventually was really a big four. He was he was just um, he was done dirty when people were calling it the big three. I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give him the nod for sure. Multiple seasons where he's close to 12 assists per game. Yeah. 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 He's got a great feel for the game. Great understanding. A lot of players have said he's the smartest player they've ever played with. I think that matters, too. OK, we, we agree there. That one, I, I maybe should not have even had him on the list, but I'd be interested to hear any granny fannies out there that disagree with him being on there. I've got two more. This one's interesting. Derek Rose. This goes back to a conversation about Blake Griffin, in my opinion, where it's like a time and age in basketball that needed that spark, right? That jitterbug, which which was Derek Rose. And it's if you don't, you know, if you are a younger age listener and you never really got the opportunity to see Rose live, you just need to go on YouTube and watch some of his highlights. Like he was, I've never seen anything like it. And I don't think I ever will. I mean, like peak D Rose was insane. And it's hard. I don't, you know, I don't know. I like, don't want to answer this question. It still brings up, you know, he was just so fun to watch before that injury. Um, Yeah. It it was that Bulls team was so fun. Yeah. So fun. You get that one seed and uh, him and Joakim playing off each other was just so exciting. And his explosiveness was like off the charts. And that Bulls team was given that Cavs team a run for its money. Yeah. Was that uh, Luel Dang too? Yeah, Luel Dang was yeah. on that team. Yep. I need some more time to think about this one. The trajectory was there for him to be a shoe in yeah. without question, Hall of Famer, first ballot, unanimous. Yeah. But people get injured and shit happens and they don't make it because of that. And I think that that might be the case for him here. Does he get it because he was an MVP? And, you know, that's actually an interesting question. Has an MVP ever not made the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I'm going to have to go look that up. I mean, let's be real. Like, the way he came back and, like, the years it took and how he's still in the NBA right now after all those years, like, he fought to get back. And his biggest asset was his explosiveness. And he lost a lot of that. And there was a huge mental game he had to get past. Obviously, the physical aspect of everything, but... I think you at some point you have to give credit where credit is due. And not only was he the MVP of the league, but after that injury, he fought to come back. And now he pl- he still plays to this day like that. For me, if I'm voting, I'm like, it's like Thomas Davis 
in the NFL, like tore his ACL three times and he was still starting at the end of his career. And I know Derek Rose didn't do that, but players who have that perseverance to still come back and start and play, you know, when all the cards are thrown against them, it's like shit for the player he was. And the fact that he's still playing, that's got to be worth something. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I I think the best comparison for him is Penny Hardaway. If you think back to Penny Hardaway's career and he was playing like a top 10 player for a couple of years and then his career just gets completely derailed by injuries. And there's a lot lot of players today that have said they looked up to Penny Hardaway at a time when they were growing up. LeBron's one of them. I think he's very comparable to D. Rose in that sense because I don't think Penny Hardaway is going to get in. I think he's got a shot, but I don't think he will. Now, he doesn't have that MVP case that Derrick Rose has. Right. But... They're both really young. They're both explosive and they both got hurt early in their careers in like devastating fashion. And it was upset. They're both those guys that are like, what could have been like, we're always forever going to be asking that question. What could have been with those guys? So I'm, I'm saying no, I don't think Derek Rose should get in. And that hurts me to say, but I think that he will get in because I think that the NBA community loves him so much that this is this is going to come across wrong, but I can't think of another way to say it. I think eventually he'll get some sympathy votes in, and I think he'll get in that way. Yeah, I, I could totally see that happening. I think it's just so it's personal. It's like growing up and being able to watch Prime Rose and like how incredible he was. Some people don't understand how good he was as a, as a player, and uh, yeah, he would definitely just take my sympathy vote. So, all right, last one. Current player, recent champion, Kyle Lowry. You know, I know you're a Kyle Lowry hater. Yeah. How yeah. can you hate him? He's got a beautiful smile. It's funny. Nice guy. Great <laughs> keep, teammate. keep grabbing. Keep grabbing out there. He's um, thick. Yeah, he is thick. Even that. I don't think he gets in. Uh, I don't. I don't think he deserves to get in, and I don't think he gets in. Like I think he's actually out of everyone we've mentioned today. I think he's the furthest one really yeah i don't think i'm i have him in and i think i think i think he should be in and i think he will get in why do you have him in right now because he won a championship and he's a no Kawhi won a championship no Kawhi did not win a championship Kawhi was a the most important piece on that team to win a championship but lowry was super fucking holy fuck there's like a giant hawk out my window (laughs) (laughs) So, <laughs> Jesus, dude! I've never ca- seen a hawk like that in Brooklyn. That's nuts. Is it carrying Delco? <laughs> <laughs> He's bringing Delco Gatorade. The, the, uh, so back to Kyle Lowry. Yeah, um, yeah, I've got him in. Like, why not? He's a champion. He performs all the time. He plays both ends of the ball, and he's a likable guy. He's in, he's in, Don. No, I don't think so. I think he's going to struggle to get in. Nah, dude, he's in. I don't think he has the body. I don't know. I don't. I don't he think doesn't he... have the body, dude. He's got the body. <laughs> body of work. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't. I think he's going to face more trouble than you think. I mean, unless everyone's you know on that dick. But I just. I don't know. I have, I have trouble. I, he's at the end of his career, in my opinion. Right. He's got one year, two years left. I, see, he's still playing at a at a high level. I yeah, can but see those... him leaving at the end of this year and going to another team that's close to a contender and and just kind of padding his resume even more. Yeah, those injuries are going to add up. I mean, like, you know, he's going to be 35 next year. He's such a tough guy, like taking charges, doing those little things that are so important for the team. 
I think people see that and they and they vote for that too. So I think that's going to help his cause too. I don't know. I, I I just don't. I don't see. It. I'm not. I'm not. I know, on you've, the Larry I know thing. you've never liked Larry, but yeah, man, I don't know how you can't. I wasn't for a long time too, but he won my fucking heart over when the Raptors made that run. Yeah. Years. See, I see for that though. I just look at Kawhi, and when I look at Hall of Famers, I I guess this goes back to our Iggy statement too. I don't know. It, it's it's pretty mixed. I just don't right. They didn't ever win a championship, and they they always dropped the ball in the playoffs when they didn't have Kawhi. And even when they had a good team. So it's like, for me, I'm just like, Kawhi won them the championship. And But Lowry's still very good. You know, just because he's not the best player on the team doesn't mean he shouldn't get in. Right. But, well, that, this is know, the glue guy conversation is, you know. Yeah, but he's he's not really a glue guy, though, either. He, he was the second best player on a team that won the championship. And he's been a very, very, very good all-star level point guard for most of his career. So that's why I've got him in. You, you don't have him in. Yeah. Yeah. We could argue it all day. I'm, I do want to hear the Granny Fannies thing. Kyle Lowry, is he in? Actually, any of these guys, do you disagree with any of the ones that we said? Do you feel strongly about any of the ones that we said here? Uh, let's shift the conversation from the retiring conversation into injuries over the past week or so um, and kind of the implications of that. So there's been so many fucking injuries. It's been bad. The Lakers, it's really bad. So bad. Yeah. I mean, as we know, LeBron and AD have been out for a while. The Lakers are fighting to stay as high up in the standings as they can right now and then this week staying in the western conference you've got jamal murray he's out for the season the nets were playing really well uh they were playing i, I don't i think they'd won seven in a row they've been playing really well since aaron gordon joined the team which i will say i thought was maybe a questionable fit when it happened but it looked like it was working okay what does this mean for the nets so the Nuggets, right? They've I think won seven in a row. Just making sure we're, we're on the Nuggets right now. Right, not so, the, sorry, not the Nuggets. Nets. Nuggets, yeah. Nets. They both start with the N. You, you got it. Yeah, what a terrible loss for them. I we've talked a lot a lot about the Nuggets on this podcast, and I thought their team had a real chance to be a threat. Everything felt like it was coming together nicely, and it makes that Aaron Gordon signing just like a waste, in my opinion. They don't have any chance in the playoffs uh, without Jamal Murray. Uh, they. I mean, they have Montemoris and the Spanish. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, what a nightmare. <laughs> Dude, I love him, man. I'm sure you do, but he's, <laughs> he's not going to lead them anywhere. So, like, they're they're done for. I mean, like... Uh, they know, have won two in a row without Murray, and they've won eight of their last ten. They're sitting in fourth place right now. I, look, I didn't think that the Nuggets had what it took to to win even with Murray. So I'm, I'm still in that same little, uh, they might win a series, but yeah. that's about it. Well, maybe, maybe Michael Porter jr. Now would just like, no, oh, I would love that. Yeah. Just go off. Love that. I want to see Michael Porter jr. Put up, you know, 25, 30 a game. Yeah. And this I, is, I, I think he can, I think, yeah. I think he can be a 25 point per game score. I agree. I completely agree. I think this is his, his chance, right? He's a lot more opportunity with the ball and yeah, but I don't, you know, this is, that's a huge, huge loss. What a yeah. shame. Yeah. It is. It is. But like like I said, I I don't think it makes like too much of an impact for the playoffs. So um what about Donovan Mitchell? He's hurt, but he's only out for he's he's gonna get reevaluated in a week. Yeah. But they're gonna be they're gonna be really cautious with him. You know, he'll he won't play back to backs, I I would guess, right? He won't play any more any remaining back to backs. He'll sit out probably when they play shitty teams. And they're only a game and a half above the Suns right now. Yeah. No. Do you think that they're going to prioritize getting that one seed or be ultra cautious with Mitchell 
and sit him out, even if even with the Suns breathing down their necks. You know, I think they're going to end up sitting out a lot of people. I mean, Jordan Clarkson's been hurt for a while. Uh, Derek Favors is is now day to day, and Derek Favors has an injury history that we all know yeah, about. His his back is made of Legos. I think the Jazz are a team that need a lot to go right, and right now. In my opinion, I would just try to get one of those top two seeds and uh, and hold it down from there. But I don't think they can play Mitchell. He's so important for that team. And it's not like everyone on that team is healthy. You know, every NBA team right now is getting hampered with injuries. There's not yeah. a single team that isn't two, three short. So it's like, might as well just rest them because odds are they're playing another team that's also in that same situation. Yeah, I'm with you, too. I think they need to prioritize the health over the one seed because also fans aren't going to have that much of a factor in the playoffs this year. At least that's what it's looking like right now. Maybe they do in some cities versus others, but who knows, right? So I think that they end up sitting him more. I hope he gets back up to the speed that he was playing before. I am a big Jazz fan. When it comes down to it, if they slip into the two seed, doesn't matter that much. I know, you know, a month or two ago when we were talking about them getting the one seed, we said it was really important for them because we assumed that the Clippers and the Lakers were going to get the two and the three. Right. Yeah. And if they could avoid playing those two teams more than once, right. Only having to play one of the LA teams, then we thought that they had a chance to get them out of the West. But if they had to play both of them, then they've got no shot. But now I don't think that matters anymore because the Lakers have slipped to the five seed. The Clippers are still in that three slot. I don't think the Lakers can climb any higher than the four seed at this point. So I don't think it matters that much anymore. I think they got to prioritize their rest and, and just try to make it happen in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I think the tables have turned dramatically. Yeah. Every team, every single team in this like last couple of weeks are going to just be sitting so many players. I mean, like the aggressiveness of the schedule this year has, I mean, you can tell like injuries are through the roof right now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they did, they did. I guess, what they had to do with the schedule to get as many games as possible to satisfy the collective bargaining agreement and things of that nature. But it sucks, right? You go into every night not knowing who's actually going to be on the floor. And this has been a, a snowballing problem for a while, but it's just really, really showing itself this year because of the condensed schedule and COVID and other reasons, right? So... It's really showing it to be a problem this year, and I still think the league's going to have to do something about all the sitting. Yeah, I think it's I think it's time to shorten the schedule personally. But yeah, I I agree. I'd like to see something like that with a mid mid season tournament, but we'll uh they'll probably be able to dedicate a full episode to some ideas on that. Now, before we uh move into the the Granny Coast Question of the Week segment, a couple more call outs on the most recent week. The Celtics have won six in a row. My, my Celtics are a little hot right now. Hot little potatoes. And so are the Knicks. The Knicks have won six in a row. They're slotting into that six seed right now. They're only a half game out of the four seed in the East, which is wild. So the Knicks make the playoffs. New York's going to be electric again. Uh, I'll, I'll look forward to that. But um, what are your thoughts on that? We, we've we've talked about the Celtics a lot. and We've praised them. We've ripped on them. We've praised them. We've ripped on them. They're a hard team to figure out, but I do not want to play them in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's been the central theme of any time we talked about them was like, they should be so much better, but they're not. Yeah, but yeah. now maybe they are, right? Six yeah. In a row. Maybe they're starting to figure it out. They've turned a corner and 
if they, they were to, if the playoffs were to start today, they're playing the Hawks. Like easy, yeah, yeah. You know the, who's the favorite in that? Don't tell me the Hawks are. So, yeah, Jason. I mean, dude, uh, Tatum's been playing really, really well. You know, yeah, Jalen Brown was at 42, 44 points the other night on yeah. seventeen for twenty shooting, efficient night. They're both playing well. Kemba's starting to look a little bit more like Kemba every day. Now he's never going to be the Kemba of old, but you know, any tiny little baby steps he can take towards being more healthy and feeling more like himself is going to be big for them. And then the Knicks, look, I'm going to fucking swallow my pride here because I was hating on the Julius Randle all-star pick a while back, but I was wrong. I was wrong. I know it. That that hurts me to say, like I I was wrong. He he deserves to be an all-star and uh, the Knicks are, uh, they're very surprising. I can't figure them out. I don't, know why they're good because i it just is it the thibodeau factor is julius randall really that good is rj barrett better than i think he is i don't know yeah i've watched a couple of the i mean i've watched a couple of their games julius randall is really good i mean like yeah he's he's playing so damn good and and rj barrett also is a really nice piece and even with having mitch rob out like i thought honestly when mitch rob went out the second time that was going to be pretty big but Nerlens Noel, just a block machine, defensive monster. I'm a big Nerlens fan. Yeah, so am I. I just uh, when you had both him and Mitrov, I was like, that's a really solid depth. And then now he's getting all the minutes, and honestly, he looks right. He takes away a little bit of the offensive capability of Mitrov, but like defensively, he's arguably maybe better than Mitchell Robinson. And going back to our Hall of Fame conversation, D Rose off the bench is nice. Really nice. He plays well. He gives them that veteran presence in the locker room. Him and Taj Gibson. Both such Thibs guys. Like I, I think you know <laughs> Thibs. Taj follows Thibs wherever he goes. They're they're just like such boys. You know, it's like that guy. Like if, like if you're if you're like boys with your boss and your boss leaves, you're like yo, I'll bring you to my next place. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's fucking Thibs and Taj. Taj is playing well too. He's he is up. playing well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, how old is he now? Like I feel like Taj, Taj has been in the league for what feels like forever. He's got to be in his upper thirties, right? Yeah, he's probably gonna be like thirty four, thirty five. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that he's still having an impact at yeah, 35 years old. So uh, we'll see what happens right in, in the East. The Eastern playoffs will be fun. Uh, see who lands in that four through eight seed. And like we said, one of those teams is probably going to have to play a team like the Celtics. That's going to be an interesting first round matchup. All right. Any final thoughts for the Granny Fannies, Don? You should ask them the question. The layup question. The layup question. Oh, OK. All right. So, Granny Fannies, this came up in our Fantasy NBA chat. Don, myself, Delco, we all play in the same Fantasy NBA league. Don's not going to make the playoffs. And <laughs> and the question was, how many layups do you think you can make out of 100? No, no, no. Well, that's part of it. But Okay, all right. Well, that, that's, that's what it evolved. It stemmed to that. But what's okay. the, yeah, the, the original, original question was, would you, if you had the opportunity to take one layup for a million dollars or one NBA three-pointer for one billion dollars, Dr. Evil Voice, which one would you do? And no warm-up. No warm-up? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like, you can warm-up, like, beforehand. It's not like... No, no, no. Like, they, like, walk in, like, you're, like, doing work, and they're like, here's a ball, come with us. Like, here's what you have to do. No warm up. <laughs> so you don't know? 
Like oh. you don't you don't know. No, like, no, no, you're not prepared for it. It's just you're granted the the wish, the opportunity. Okay, so that that was that was not my understanding when we were having the argument. Yeah, yeah, you don't know about it. It's just like you got the three for a billion, or you the layup for a million. Which one? So in my mind, I thought I had like a day or something. No, 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 no. Uh, interesting. Okay, well, do I get to pick like the court that I'm shooting on? I don't know. I don't think so. That matters, right? Oh, shooting, oh, wait, ma- shooting, like, oh, it matters, right? <laughs> it matters. Am I am I shooting outdoors? Like are these fucking double rims, you know? So that's, right, what am I, what am I shooting on? That definitely matters. <laughs> I don't I don't know. We have to ask our pal Chris who came up with the question. But we know the one fact we know is that uh, it is not taxed, which is big. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it's not taxed. Yeah. So we we need it. We need these questions answered. So our our granny fanny Chris is the one that gave us that question. So. Chris, if you can clarify for us, send us an email or hit us up on Insta and we'll, we'll follow up on it next week. Originally, I was I'm taking the three. Uh, it just like the return on investment to me seems seems great. But also in my mind, I was imagining that there was like like this was like halftime of an NBA game. So there was like millions of people watching because if there was like a buzz of, you know, hey, this kid gets to pick between a layup for a million or a three for a billion. I feel like there's so much pressure on you if you pick the layup, because if you miss it, then you'll be a lifelong meme of, oh, my God, this kid just missed a fucking layup for a million dollars. Yeah. And I I would just have to I I would have to go live in like a hole for the rest of my life. I I couldn't show my face ever again. But like if you're taking the three and you miss it, then it's just like, ah, shit, he missed out on a chance to win a billion. Too bad. Yeah. But so much less pressure. Yeah, I, I can live with that. Everyone thinks I'm an idiot. So, like, that wouldn't bother me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let us know what you guys think, Chris. We're, we're looking to you to clarify some of our questions here. But um, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with the Granny Quiz Question of the Week. Granny Shot. All right. Granny Quiz Question of the Week. Don, I'll reread it for you here. Obviously, theme to the retirement conversation, Hall of Fame conversations that we talked about today. Question was, name the two Hall of Fame players whose playing careers started after 1980 and averaged 10 or less points per game. So, post-1980, they're in the Hall of Fame. They averaged less than 10 points per game for their career. I gave you multiple hints throughout the show today. That you, may not, you may not have been yeah, listening. I probably was not listening. Okay, so I know one. I'm pretty pretty good on one. Um, Matumbo. Matumbo's correct. Yeah, and then and that's the guy that I was giving a hint on. Oh, because he he averaged like uh, twelve to sixteen in his prime, but he played until he was forty two, and yeah, in his later years he was barely scoring at all. Yeah, but you're right. Matumbo is one. He averaged nine point eight points per game. Yeah, the uh, other guy averaged less. Ah, uh, see, dang it! So my, uh, I was thinking about Stockton. I no, know he was Stockton's low. wrong. Dang. He he was low. So he he's in the list of I think top twenty players. Okay, or lowest scoring twenty players to ever play in the league. And in the modern era, he's like in the in the top five. Yeah, right, of, of lowest scoring to be in the Hall of Fame because there's guys in here from like the forties and fifties. Like you, you never even heard these dudes' names. Yeah. Uh, that averaged like ten points a game, but no, Stockton is not right. You're gonna, you're probably gonna hit yourself that you missed this. So the answer and the lowest scoring guy at seven point four points per game was Dennis Rodman. Oh man, 
Raw Daddy. How did I think about it? <laughs> I know, right? That one. And so when we were uh, talking about Iggy and and his, how he was like a glue guy doing yeah. the dirty work kind of on the Warriors, I was that was who I was referencing. I was like, I really want to bring up one guy here. Jeez, and that Dennis Rodman always guarded the other guy's best player, well, Pippen too. But but you know what I mean? Like he was such yeah. a good guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Dang, that one does make me more. That makes me a little bit more upset. <sighs> He's a name you never think about. No, no. Yeah. Well, well. I mean, did you watch the Rodman? Was it was that thirty for thirty? I think it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did. It's really good. Yeah. I loved that one. Yeah, I just never. You think of so many players and and like the Hall of Fame, especially, and you're like, I just for some reason Rodman doesn't come to mind that often. But yeah, he's forgotten guy, but yeah. that that's he didn't care about scoring. He was just like, I'll go get some rebounds and I'll do the dirty work. I'll take somebody out if I have to. Yeah, he, only one season did he average more than 10 points per game. That was his second year in Detroit. Wow. But he was pulling out 18, 17, 16 rebounds. Dude was a fucking rebounding. I'd, I'd love to have that on my fantasy team. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. That's going to call it for us today. Don, any wise words for everyone out there? Or Delco, even? Um, Delco, I hope you hope you find your way back home soon. And uh, Delco, the, the Delco, home. yeah, the Delco who lost its way, um, and uh, the duck who lost his way, the dog, you idiot, <laughs> oh my god, that's you great. idiot, I award you no points, yeah. and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> what a classic scene, yeah. All right, any anything else? Sorry, no, I'm, I'm excited for the matchups this week for the movies. Yeah, lucky the Irish. Let's go. Let's take it home. The Irish. No, no, no. Yeah, don't forget to go out there and vote. Remember at Granny Shot NBA or at Granny Shot on our Twitter. You'll get a link to our Instagram from there if you need it. But thanks again for listening to us, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Again, don't forget to vote. This is Granny Shot. Granny, 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 Granny,